Good morning, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. I'm so glad you guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. And today I'm going to talk a little bit about the infrastructure bill that just passed through the House of Representatives. And also we're going to talk about the biblical definition of perseverance. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, you guys. So I keep hearing from you. I know a lot of you uh, are discouraged about the Biden administration's uh, and actually really through just Nancy Pelosi, this wicked uh, infrastructure bill that just passed the House of Representatives. I mean, get ready to see your prices increase dramatically, particularly as it relates to uh, beef and dairy because of this new bill. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump into it a little bit. We'll we'll kind of unpack it. And uh, before I do that, though, I want to just let you guys know that I believe, and you know, when I need encouragement, there's you know people that I I will call, you know particularly uh, my my dear friends that live in the Kansas City area and just say, hey, you know, pick me up off the floor. Could you pick me up? Could you dust me off? You know, and oftentimes uh, Steve and Jane will do that. They pick me up, they dust me off, and then they toss me into back into the ring. <laughs> and I think some of you guys are listening to this this morning and you need to be picked up and dusted off and tossed back into the ring. And so that's what I'm going to do for you this morning. The Bible has a lot to say about perseverance. In fact, we are commanded to persevere. And I think that the what we need to be talking about in terms of perseverance, which I have taught for many years, my definition of perseverance is patience in action. Meaning when you are struggling, a lot of you listening to this struggling right now, these ridiculous, unconstitutional, and I would even call them evil vaccine mandates that are coming down. Uh, a lot of you are either waiting to hear if you're going to lose your job or you've already lost your job or you're not sure where where the Lord is going to be taking you in the next couple of months, even days in many cases. And I just want to encourage you that the Bible says that we don't persevere. Our patience in action doesn't come through our own might. But for the Christian, we persevere in the power of the Spirit. So we are called to persevere in faith that means that we don't we don't lose hope because we don't we don't grieve and a lot of us are grieving right now. We don't grieve like the world grieves, right? We persevere in prayer. In other words, we continue to say, "Lord, we trust you for whatever's ahead. We know that you're good. We know that your that your will is being accomplished." You know, uh, one of my dearest friends in the whole world was saying the other day that she is of the belief that the United States has really been given over because of our iniquity, because of the great sin in this nation. And I'm hard pressed to disagree with her. And yet at the same time, we're called to be uh, fruitful in our service to the Lord. We participate, right, in spreading the gospel. We participate in helping wherever we can. We're called to occupy until he comes back. That means that we serve with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. The Bible tells us in Ephesians 6 that we're to take up the whole armor of God. And the Apostle Paul knew something about rough time, right? Why does he say that we're supposed to take up the whole armor? He says, take it up so that you will be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, stand firm. And that's what we need to be doing right now. We're called to stand firm and to recognize that the Lord is never going to leave us. And a big part of perseverance suggests that we are going to be entering trials. 
you know, I heard Amy Grant a long time ago say, you know, this is the world. You're either uh, coming into a trial or you're leaving one. And that's the truth. And I think right now, many, many of us uh, are coming into trials and tribulations. And as Christians, we're supposed to be prepared for this and not surprised by it. We shouldn't be surprised by suffering, right? This is the message of Peter in 1 Peter chapter 4. He says, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes on you to test you as though something strange were happening to you, but rather rejoice in that you share in Christ's sufferings so that you can also be glad uh, and and uh, so that you can also rejoice and be glad when what? When his glory is revealed. He goes on to say, if you're insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of the living God, the spirit of glory rests on you. That's powerful stuff. The Bible tells us that all who seek to live a godly life and to walk with Christ Jesus are going to be what? Persecuted. In fact, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12, it says, Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus are going to be persecuted. Those who believe that the Christian life should be easy and carefree are mistaken. And really, we have been led astray by the prosperity gospel, by the name it and claim it, uh, people who apparently never studied the lives of the apostles. Almost every single one of them were martyred for their faith in Jesus, for following him. And as we watch... Uh, what is, you know, the, the persecution really of Christians in this nation. And I said this a long time ago, parents, listen to me. We are raising a very special generation of children. And they need to know not just what they believe and what we believe, but why we believe it. The cross is not just an accessory. It's something that Jesus carried And he said, take up your cross and follow me. Well, if you've ever watched anybody carrying a cross, this is not an easy thing to do. And I think in many cases, uh, Christians have worn their Christianity like a backpack. You know, we put it on when it suits us. We take it off when it doesn't. Jesus said in Luke chapter 9, verse 23, anyone who would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. But here's the cool part. We don't persevere. We don't even carry the cross under our own strength. We do it under the strength of the spirit, under the strength of the the Holy Spirit. And he calls us not only to persevere through suffering, but to rejoice in the middle of it. You guys know this, right? James chapter one, count it all joy when you meet trials of various kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance and let perseverance have its full effect so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. The Bible tells us that we are going to receive a crown of righteousness. If we can hang in there, Our perseverance is going to be rewarded with an eternal weight of glory that's going to make all the things that are happening right now seem insignificant in comparison. This is going to make us more like Jesus, right? The Apostle Paul reminding us in 2 2 Corinthians chapter 4, for this light momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. And I I will be honest, you know, I was sitting in my in our little sunroom talking to my husband the other morning, we're reading the net result of the passage of the infrastructure bill. And I have never seen anything quite like this. Uh, This was probably, this is a very sad moment 
for our nation. It's a sad moment for ordinary Americans. You know, Biden is calling his win a monumental step forward. Uh, I would disagree with him on 100 levels. I think this is a monumental step backward. Uh, what we're doing right now and 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 just, you know, fasten your seatbelts. I told you guys a year and a half ago, something is coming. You know, make sure that you have food uh, set aside. And I hope a lot of you did grocery shopping last year because we're about to see the prices of food absolutely explode. And part of the infrastructure bill, and I talked about this, I believe it was on my Facebook Live last Friday. I was talking about what was going on with the the infrastructure bill. And I was trying to call people to call their representatives to say, hey, this is not okay. We're going to have to, uh, we, we can't do this. If you guys vote for this, we're going to make sure that we do everything that we can to make sure your political career is ruined, that it never sees the light of day again. And they passed it. And they passed it Unfortunately and sadly, with the help of 13 Republicans, rhinos, people who crossed party lines to uh, to vote this ridiculous bill into law. And we're going to see tremendous financial burden now be placed on the average American family. So I'll just give you a little bit of So remember on Thursday, last Thursday, Nancy Pelosi and uh, the Democrat caucus dropped a reconciliation bill at 315 in the afternoon. 2,200 pages. And we didn't really even know it was in it, but by gosh, we're going to vote on that thing on Friday. So on Thursday at 3.30 in the afternoon, 3.15 in the afternoon, they delivered 2,200 pages of a reconciliation bill. Bam, drop it on the desks of lawmakers and then say, we're going to vote for this thing tomorrow. So get ready. We're going to vote for it. Uh, we know it's going to be more than $1.9 trillion and probably uh, more than that. The bill includes $550 billion of Green New Deal initiatives. And so let me give you just one example. This is why I'm telling you prices are going to go up. So buckle buckle your seatbelts, you guys. Uh, per head of cattle now, the federal government is poised to tax $4,500 per beef cow, $6,500 per dairy cow. Per head of beef cow, per head of dairy cow, $2,500 per hog. This is a methane fee. Uh, and this is going to cause dairy meat prices to go up anywhere from three to six times. So if you can imagine what you're paying right now, so let's say you're paying, you know, twelve dollars for a for a for a hamburger. Well, that's about to go up exponentially. And I think you know, for those of you who are like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, you know, we 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 know basic math. That's going to take your twelve dollar hamburger potentially up to seventy two dollars. They don't want you. Uh, they want you to be vegetarians. They don't want the cows releasing gas into the air and burning up our planet. This is the insanity that we are dealing with right now because we didn't like mean tweets. And it's it's frustrating. It includes, the bill includes uh, illegal amnesty or uh, amnesty rather for illegal aliens. Well, I guess it is illegal amnesty, right? It includes amnesty for illegal aliens, $2.1 trillion in taxes, new taxes for small businesses. Uh, $300 million in a giveaway to the teachers' unions, a bailout for community newspapers because they want uh, these local newspapers to be the hand uh, and the arm of the Democrat Party. This is devastating. Okay, guys, a lot of us are talking about Christmas gifts 
early this year, and you know that I am totally committed to helping you support companies that are standing for freedom, right? Well, at the top of my list is, you guessed it, MyPillow. You've all helped build MyPillow into an amazing company, and now I'm partnering with them just in time for Christmas. Mike Lindell has an amazing offer for listeners of the Heidi St. John podcast on his standard MyPillows. You will receive a standard MyPillow regularly priced at $69.98 for only $19.98. You will also receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products such as MyPillow towels, the mattress topper, my slippers, and so much more. You can get up to 66% off your order. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square to receive Mike's standard MyPillow for just $19.98 or call one 800 447 0541 and use promo code Heidi. My pillow is made in the USA, comes with a 10-year warranty so you know it's going to last and a 60-day money back guarantee so you got nothing to lose. It's time to start getting the quality sleep we not only want but we need. Go to mypillow.com or call 1-800-447-0541 and use promo code Heidi, that's H E I D I to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his standard my pillow. That's MyPillow.com, promo code Heidi, or call 1-800-447-0541. billion to the IRS. Why? To spy on your bank account. So they forced a vote, and in the end, 13 Republicans voted for it. And like I told you before, we need to figure out who these people are and get rid of them. So I'm going to read the list of people that voted for this because these people are dangerous to democracy. They couldn't they shouldn't call themselves Republicans. So here they are. Don Bacon of Nebraska, Brian Fitzpatrick of Pennsylvania, Andrew Garbarino of New York, Anthony Gonzalez of Ohio, John Katko of New York, Adam Kinsinger of Illinois, Nicole Malio Takis of New York, David McKinley of West Virginia, Tom Reed of New York, Chris Smith of New Jersey. Fred Upton of Michigan, Jeff Van Drew of New Jersey, and Don Young of Alaska. The bill's going to now go to President Biden's desk, and of course, he's going to sign it. It had already passed the Senate by a vote of 69 to 30, with 19 Republicans offering their support, including the Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. The House also packed, uh, passed a procedural vote shortly after midnight to advance consideration of the Build Back Better Act. Uh, a lot of people now calling it the Build Back Broke Act. That's exactly what it is. This is going to cripple the American economy. It's going to absolutely devastate the dairy and beef industry in the United States. Uh, mark my words, buy your beef right now. Uh, put it in your freezer because it's going to cost you a whole heck of a lot more pretty quick here. Uh, this is what this is what the president said tonight. After this past tonight, we took a monumental step forward as a nation. A once in a generation bipartisan infrastructure bill that will create millions of jobs, jobs turn the climate crisis into an opportunity, and put us on the path to an economic competition in the 21st century. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene out of Georgia called the GOP members that voted for this traitors. I completely agree with her. She said, here are the so-called Republicans that just voted to help Biden screw America. And then she gave the list of all the people that I just read to you. But six Democrats did more than these 13 traitor Republicans to help stop Biden's fake infrastructure bill by voting no. So that's true. There were some uh, some Democrats 
that voted no, but like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez being one of them. And the only reason she voted no is because she knew it was going to pass because these 13 traitor Republicans were going to cross party lines and vote for the systematic disassembling of this nation. And Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez wanted more money to be spent. And so she just put in her token no. So that the far, far, far left could go, yeah, yeah, she, you know, she didn't vote for that because it wasn't enough money. It wasn't like she was like, yeah, hey, don't, don't do that to the American people. No, that wasn't why she voted against it. And so we, we're, we are coming into, and I keep saying this, you know, to a very, this is a dangerous time for freedom. This is a sad time for the United States. But I'm going to go back to what I was saying before, because Saturday morning, I I just was almost speechless just sitting there talking to Jay as we were reading exactly what the implications are of this build back broke agenda of the Biden administration. And I could just feel myself sort of sinking into despair. You know, I'm over here running for Congress, running for the House of Representatives. And I got to tell you, uh, it is a, a lot of work to run for Congress as it should be because this is a position of authority. And I know that God has asked me to do it. But I'll tell you what, when I see what these guys are doing, I mean, even if, you know, this is what we were saying, we, we can take the house back. And I hope that we do in 2022. And I hope we get rid of these ridiculous lawmakers who call themselves conservative and clearly are not, as we cripple the next generation. And we're all going to be eating, you know, spinach, uh, spinach sandwiches instead of burgers. But my husband reminded me that we're we're called to persevere. Jesus was the perfect example of this. His faith was tested, but he never faltered. He never faltered. And we he can relate to us. In Hebrews 4, it says, we don't have a high priest who's unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are and is without sin. Jesus didn't want to suffer on the cross. In fact, he asked his father in heaven, he said in Matthew 26, 39, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. And he said, nevertheless, not as I will, but you. He suffered and he didn't retaliate. He was betrayed by those closest to him. I have certainly experienced that in my life, as many of you have. And why did he do this? He did it for the joy that was set before him. He did it so that we could experience salvation and we can be grateful, grateful for what he has done, grateful that, that he showed us what it looked like to persevere under trial, to fight the good fight, to finish the race. And that's what we're called to do. And so I guess my encouragement to you guys today is don't be so discouraged by what you see happening around you that you just give up. And as I look ahead and I'm looking into your questions that are continuing to come in, by the way, keep them coming, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. And we're thinking actually of doing a show where I get you on here and I ask some of your questions uh, in real time at the show. So we're we're working on, uh, on possibly doing that, but keep those questions coming. And I would love to keep answering them and encouraging you. And I guess we should be encouraging each other because while these are difficult times, this is not new to the human race. It's just new to us here in the United States and Western civilization. We're not used to this. And that's why I keep telling you guys, it's time to get off the bench and onto the battlefield time to say, Hey, you know, but for the joy that's set before us, we're going to do the right thing. We're not going to live by lies. We're going to tell the truth. This goes back to the vaccine mandates. I don't care if you want to get the vaccine or not. These are freedom issues. And that's what this is about. And unless and until we can start talking about what it means to walk this thing out, 
and teaching our children perseverance. You know, we don't actually need to a whole lot to live on, right? If we ha- if we all had to go to rice and beans, we could do it, right? Uh, the sad thing to me is that there, you know, it's still we we're still surrounded by so much fear, so much uh, manipulation by the mainstream media. And we know the fear is a spirit and it doesn't come from God. We know this from 2 Timothy 1, 7, that God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. And I'm going to encourage you to that place today. Power, love, and a sound mind. You guys are loved. God loves you. He loves your children. He loves the world. And the message of the gospel is needed more now than it's ever been needed. And I am encouraged every single day to know that every day that I am alive, the return of Christ draws closer. Every day that I am alive, every day that you guys are alive, we're one day closer to meeting the Lord, whether that's uh, because we we end up dying and we go to heaven or because the Lord returns. But either way, and this is why Paul was never discouraged, you could never get that guy down, right? They told him, stop preaching the gospel. And he said, no. And they said, fine, we're going to throw you in prison and put you in chains. And when they did, and they, he said, uh, fine, you know, to live is Christ. They said, well, that's good. Then we're going to kill you. And he said, well, then to die is gain. Why would he say that? Because he knew that his hope was in heaven. That's why he persevered. That's where our hope is. We don't seek this city. We seek a city to come whose architect and builder is God. And until we get to that city, we're called to uh, do everything we can to be stewards and ambassadors for the Lord Jesus while we're here. That means we we stand for truth and for righteousness. We stand for freedom. We stand for liberty. And while there may be tough, there are tough times coming, I'm encouraged because I know greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. And I want, I want us to be sharing this message with our kids, right? That really is uh, the message of the gospel, that this, this world isn't all there is. And that's why we don't have to be afraid of COVID. Because we know that this world uh, isn't all there is. And so I'm encouraged by that. I want you guys to be encouraged by that. God is at work. And we need to work to shift the the focus of our children back to a positive position about who Jesus is and why he gives us hope. This is why you see people in... Um, countries where they have experienced terrible persecution, be able to have joy because their eyes aren't on this world. They're on heaven. They're on heaven. And I saw someone the other day say that the church decided to become accepting, you know, of of the world and and then finally just decided to marry the world. And I think that's absolutely true because we've taken our eyes off of what we're actually doing here in the first place. So let's put our eyes back on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And let's not stick our head in the sand about what's happening. Um, you guys should be sharing the news about this. Share this podcast. Get on your social media and share it with your friends and your neighbors and say, this is what's actually happening in our country right now. We need to be uh, off the sidelines and onto the front lines, but I don't want you to be discouraged to the point of, of forgetting that in the, at the end of this whole thing, we're going to get to see Jesus. At the end of this thing, I don't know about you, but I want to stand before him and hear, well done. You know, Ooh, wow, look at you. You're pretty bruised up. You know, your knees not looking so good. Your hair's on fire, but welcome home. You know, you're here. And that's what I tell my kids every day. And that's what I'm telling you. So hang in there, you guys. Uh, God is still on his throne. Good things are happening. And I want you to be encouraged. 
by all that God is doing. You guys are just some of my favorite people in the whole wide world. Thank you very much for listening to the show, for sharing it with your uh, friends and neighbors, for supporting it financially. You can do that by going to HeidiStJohn.com and click on the give link and find out how you can be a supporter. We need that monthly support, by the way. It is the lifeblood of this ministry, particularly now. Uh, Everything that is happening in the, the country is obviously affecting what we do here at the show as well. So we really do appreciate your support of this ministry and our partnership with that. We are really trying to work hard now at incorporating uh, our advertising opportunities here with companies that we know are going to stand for freedom. And it's, it's, it's vitally important that you guys join us in this uh, endeavor. So check it out with the partners that we are partnering with right now. And we want you guys to be encouraged. Uh, if you're interested in checking out my Heidi St. John for Congress podcast, you can go to HeidiStJohnForCongress.com forward slash town hall. You guys have a great day. We are praying for you. And uh, we're going to continue to just pray for this nation and to be found persevering for the sake of the gospel. Have a great day, everybody. And I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.